Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to an episode of Skull Riders Podcast. This is a special episode. I'm here with Willie from Dedicated Magazine. Um, he's here to ask me some questions, uh, a feature that will be in the next issue of Dedicated Magazine. What's up, Willie? How you doing? I'm doing good, Edgar. Um, thank you for allowing me to do this uh, for you. Um, David and I uh, and the rest of the staff have been talking about doing a feature in the magazine, uh, issue number five. Uh, basically, it's uh, we're going to call it The Man Behind the Mic, which is you. Oh, what? Man, thanks. Yeah. That sounds cool. I like um, that. Yeah. I mean, it's something a little different, but, you know, our, our main focus, you know, um, for doing this uh, about scale writers is that we feel that it's been one of the most positive aspects of the hobby as of now, as of right now. Um, you started not knowing how far this was going to go, uh, but it's been, you know, a couple of years uh, since you started it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I've been, you know, off and on, you know, since you started listening to it. Uh, sometimes I listen to it twice and three times, you know. And, and uh, <laughs> Thank you. You know, it, it's been pretty inspirational, not just to me, but to a lot of the people in the community. And uh, it shows, you know, your followers went from, from from zero to, I don't know where you're at right now, but mm -hmm. it's uh, it's definitely made a, uh, an impact on the community. And, uh, you know, Dedicated Magazine, um, we like to try to focus on, on positive aspects of the community, uh, of the model car world. Because uh, as you know, and you know, y your listeners, um, there's always that negative part um, in any hobby or yeah. anything that, whether it's model cars, uh, being a DJ, you're yeah. familiar with being a DJ, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. all that stuff. We all know that there is that negative aspect that comes along with anything that you do. Yep. Um, but what we like about what you're doing is even through all the negative aspects of the hobby you have kept it positive and that made a big um impact on the community i you know i mean like i said everybody that listens to your podcast they're like oh man this is great you gotta check it out you know and uh you know i'm 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 happy to be a part of it i'm i'm glad that you know you you know chose me you know and david and us as individuals to to participate in this you know yeah um, no, heck yeah every one of us you know have some sort of story to tell mm -hmm. uh well this is about you this what we're doing is about you not me or anybody else but what you do and how you impacted or maybe changed the community yeah thanks now i'm the guest <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. So how does it feel? How does it feel to be a, yeah. a, a guest on your own? Podcast? I know, right? Yeah. Um, not, I don't want to say nervous, but it's yeah. just you know, I'm I'm kind of. I hope I don't go into a rabbit hole. Just mm -hmm. you know, but I'll answer any question. Okay, any question. So it's all good. Okay. Well, you know, it should be um, fun. I'm gonna start it off here um, by kind of. Um, the questions were questions that George uh, Ramos, uh, Vision One Two Four, and I we sat down. He, you know, well, he's in New Jersey, but he mm -hmm. came up with a few questions and stuff. Uh, I already had some written down, and of course, I'll probably end up asking you other things as well as what we have on here. 
But um, why don't we start off with, um, tell us a little bit about your, not necessarily your childhood, you know, but, you know, childhood, the teen, the hobbies, and how it led you to, um, say, you know, podcasting. Uh, where did it all begin, you know, mm. without mentioning, you know, the beginning of the podcast, but where where did you come from? Where did you start, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, as a kid growing up in the 80s, um, you know, I was around a lot of cool things that were, you know, uh, coming out companies with, with toys um trading cards was huge so i i became with friends the the hobby that i started off with my first ones was like collecting cards you know um anything from like baseball cards basketball to like even garbage garbage pal kids cards all these little things that i i kept from for years and i noticed that with these hobbies you got together with your friends, you traded cards, you mm -hmm. talked about it, you geeked out on these things. Eventually, you know, you get into toy lines. Um, there's like the G.I. Joe stuff. There's mask. There's all these things. But as you grow up, you know, you start to change. Your interests start to change. You start to shape up of wh what um, what's out there. So eventually, you know, now we're like in the 90s and I always like would still, you know, look back and think like, man, who who are the artists that created these cards back in the day? Like the drawings of these yeah. garbage show kids cards. Who are the designers that made these toys and and all these things? I was always like a a mystery. Like I always wanted to know the back end story mm. of that. And then, you know, you you kind of follow the trends with your friends. And one of the things that I fell in love with was uh, seeing lowrider cars in the right. neighborhood it was really rare that you would see uh like a full-on lowrider car or like a, a immaculate paint job it was very basic like you would just see like cutlasses with mm -hmm. rims once in a while you would see like a, an impala cruising through on dayton's or something and it would just look at, almost like an exotic animal like right wow correct. look at that so then from then on you know there was that love for for the lowrider cars which then, you know, with the friends, it was like, hey, um, there's um, a hobby store that sells model cars. You can get, you know, the they sell Impalas. Right. And I'm like, what? Impalas? But, you know, they don't have all the years. They only have certain ones. So it, it was just one of those things where I was like, I noticed, like, all these hobbies that I was getting into, it brought all the friends together. Like, we were always hanging out. Right. So so basically your your beginning was uh kind of focused on collection, like collecting. You see, you know what's going on in your community and cuz the next person is doing it, you liked it, you know, yeah. so you started. So that's yeah, kind of how it, you get how exposed it to these things right. and you're like right. you try it out or or it's always fun being a, a part of a group of friends. Right. They're, everyone's into the same thing. So at what age do you, you think that, uh, at what age you uh, began building models? At, at what age? Mm -hmm. um, it, w it was in junior high. So I believe like 12, 13 years old. Okay. Around there. Um, and from then on, you know, all we knew was 
of this hobby shop in Oxnard called Blue Max Hobbies. That's all I knew. Uh, that was locally there. And then we would ride our bikes over to like the liquor stores. And then that's where, I mean, we would buy the Lowrider magazine. But, right. But then once we started seeing issues of the Lowrider bicycle magazine, that was like a whole, that was like a game changer right there. Right. That was probably in the, that was in like the early 90s when the Lowrider bike came out. I believe it was 93. 94 or something like that yeah when, when i bought those oh. uh those issues when we came across it it had to have been maybe 90 i don't know maybe like because you know how i remember being there like around 95 96 yeah 97 or so so i know i didn't have those first issues they they were like the later like maybe those mid ones in the beginning right you know um but even seeing those magazines there it was just like who are these people you know right who, who are these artists that are doing this how did they do that? Mm. You know, like I want to do this too, but I I don't know how. You right. know, and and you would ask people, and no one seemed to know. Everyone was kind of on that level, like, oh, well, I just buy the kit and just build it. But right. these were on some next like level type things, right? So seeing that, that's kind of what inspired you to to want to build model cars. You know, seeing the work of like Armando Flores and David Anthony Garcia, um, all the the name builders so that's kind of what inspired you to get into it correct yes yeah because i remember having a the issue where armando was featured and it had that the local 64 right. model car but i do remember um seeing that car the real car in a magazine uh -huh. so that was the first car i ever saw as a radical i had never right. i didn't even know it was even called a radical i was just like wow look at that's like a almost like a transformer like look the way it opens up so when I saw the the scale model of that, I was just blown away. Right. I had never seen anything like that. So, you know, at that time, I, I always kept my magazines um, in, in, like, good condition. But that was one where I had to cut out the pages. And I was like, I right. got to put these on my wall. Like, I want to stare at this every yeah. time I come into my room. I just want to look at it and study this. And then it's crazy because I would see Armando's name, you know, like, every day when this thing was up on my wall. But I didn't know who he was. Right. And and even then, I never knew that I would meet him in the future. Mm -hmm. You know, so the, it's crazy. Like, but kind of, you know, like you said, that's just that's that's the beginning of your. Um, I would just say, you know, the beginning of your your journey. Yeah. You know, uh, the early you know lowrider bike days, hanging out with your buddies, collecting uh, cards and Hot Wheels and such. You know, and that's just the beginning of the journey. Yeah, you never know where you're going to go, you know, mm -hmm. with it. So, um, with your model building, um, what is your favorite genre to build? I mean, absolute favorite. You got to yeah. choose one. What's, what is your favorite? Um, I would say the lowriders. Lowriders. Yes. Okay, and why? Um, j just because of the what I saw as a, as a kid and then being able to now create that. In a, in a in a model car, um, and even now f flipping through pages and and looking online, seeing all the new cars that are coming out from classic lowrider cars from back in the day that have inspired the new like the new wave of cars that are coming out now. It's it's just something about the stance of the car, the shape of the car, the paint jobs, um, the the pinstripe, all these things, the interiors. Mm -hmm. There's just so much artwork that goes into the right. designs of these cars um that it always 
um like i might have that as like my first right you know because it was it was our first i mean it, it's it's crazy because i i love custom cars too right but i still feel like i'm new to that like i don't really know mm -hmm. it too well but uh the lowrider i feel like i have a, a better more uh, knowledge on it compared to the custom right right genre. okay um so with, with that said uh what other genres do you like to dabble in? Uh, anything other than lowriders? I know you do a little bit of the Gundam, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of different for here because it's not real popular here in the yeah. United States. You know, uh, it's more of a you know in Japan and yeah, it, it's starting to cross over. And stuff, you like know? In, like I feel like their their boom is starting to happen. Right, but I feel like that should have happened a long time ago. Right, it's been around like maybe the eighties or nineties. But it's almost like it's it's burly, but I mean the, the I feel like the cars is always like the number one. Right. Yeah. Well, thing. I mean, yeah, I I think so too. I mean, um, you know, a lot of shows, you know, that you and I both go to, uh, IPMS shows. You know, they have a lot of military and stuff. But you know, over the years, it progressively got where more and more people were doing model cars and stuff which is you know i mean this is what we love to do so yeah it's like yeah it's like yeah <laughs> yay for us right? yeah right, yeah <laughs> um so do you do you enjoy the uh uh what part of uh model building when you're actually building the model i know you probably talk actually i've heard you talk about it before on, on your podcast um but what do you enjoy the most about building a model car yeah, um, I know that a lot of the times, like the just the creation of the car, where where you're adding styrene, you're shaping it, you know, the bodywork stage is is one of them. But I feel like when you're painting, it's it's like magic just happening right in front of your eyes. Um, that sometimes you're just in disbelief. Like once it's done, you're like, I did that. Like that's so crazy. So paint painting um is like a beautiful thing and then the the clear coating like i feel like right the the that's like the the, the final stages you're getting to with your product but just seeing the way the the clear coat is laying on the car you know it looks a little gritty and then it starts to look more like glass right right and you start to see your reflection yeah like a mirror i mean honestly my opinion i think that the clear coating is one of the most difficult parts to achieve you know to achieve it and make it look good there's a lot of stages to it you know mm -hmm. obviously yeah you could, if you could master that you know then you could pretty much do anything you know? yeah but i i, I love so the... you, you you would say your 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 favorite part of models is painting and clear coating yeah yeah i, I would okay. definitely because i know Sometimes your hands get really tired and busted from sanding and doing yeah. all that body work. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, once you, once you're getting to that to that end right there, right, the painting and the clear coating. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Right, that's cool. Yeah, because you know some people, you know, they you know like the presentation. You know, I know Armando Flores. You know, he's really big in, you know, how you present your work. And you know, um, presenting a model car on a table just with nothing you know, kind of takes away the beauty, you know, mm -hmm. of it, you know, but adding something to it, you know, whether it be a background or uh, uh, something in the foreground or whatever, that really kind of enhances the whole, the whole thing about the model cars. Um, so 
let's uh let's let's go on to a little something i know you're really into music you know and, and the reason why i bring it up is uh i feel that um uh you know people into music whether you're into a band or whether you're um uh you know actual bass player guitar player mm-hmm. you know it's a form of art yeah uh even you know, just like with model cars, you know, model cars is a form of art. And that's another thing I want to point out, too. Uh, I like the fact that when you started the podcast, you referred to these works of art and the people that build them as artists, not just model builders. And it takes it to another level. It definitely, uh, you know, it, it showcases these people the way they should be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a simple word. You know? Yeah. It's a it's, it's a simple word by calling them an artist. It changes, oh, building a toy or a model car to another form. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it calling these builders, and they are. I mean, if you look at the work that these guys do, you know, they, they're, they're works of art. Yeah. You know, so that I want to thank you for. That's another thing I want to point out, you know, about what I noticed that you've done with Scale Riders. Um, so tell me a little bit about your music history. How did you get into music? Because I'm a I'm a big music fan myself. Yeah, I, I've got a big collection of uh, you know LPs, CDs, nice. cassettes. Yeah, eight tracks. I Heck know everybody yeah. knows what an eight track is. You <laughs> right. Know? I even got a reel to reel player at home still that still works. You know. So yeah, tell me a little bit about that. How mm-hmm. did you get into music? Um, is that something that you desired, or is that just something you kind of fell on to, you know, how, how did that happen? Yeah, so with uh, with music, um, when I was uh, around the same time doing the model cars, um, I, you know, I was going to a lot of, like, weddings, quinceañeras, and I would always see the DJs playing their, their vinyl or CDs, and I just seen what they were doing, knowing that now they're in control, they're... They come in, they're playing this music, and people gravitate, and they have this like power, this energy that they're sending off mm-hmm. th- these vibes, right, by the speakers and everything. And I was just like, wow, like just blown away. And I remember back at home in the garage, uh, we had a boombox that had a record button, and I remember listening to the radio, and I popped in a tape, and then I pressed record, and I was recording uh, whatever the the radio station was transmitting right so i played it back and i was like whoa like i recorded that you know i didn't ask like my grandfather my dad like hey you know i just like was like i put the tape in whatever and then the next time i did that i was talking you know to myself or whatever but i played back the music and i could hear myself talking oh i see so Um, it was it was one of these old school boombox where you can record like if you spoke into the speaker one of those yeah yeah so then I had one of my best friends who was moving away, a childhood friend, and I made him like a mixtape where I put all these like songs that me and him will listen to, and I just decided to talk over, you know. Yeah, the music. Yeah, so uh-huh. it was weird, like it, like when I think back, because I was talking like an intro, like, "Hey, what's up, Joe? Like, how you doing? I made you this tape. I hope you enjoy." Then the song starts, and then when it ends and it's in a transition to the next, I'm just like, "Hey, dude, like." The other day I was with my friends and we rode we rode our bikes over here. We went to the park, and I'm like, 
but um you know we'll still think about you when right. type thing you know even though you're gonna move so i'm talking to him through this like tape and then I, I gave him i made him like a couple tapes or whatever and he moved away you know and like years later you know i finally we connected again because we didn't have phones there was no internet or nothing right. but it was just kind of a trip that you know doing that so then i just remember when old school those like thump thump records started to release oh, yeah. old school volume yeah. one volume two i started buying those and then um I started to see these like house DJs, right? House was like huge. There was like Richard Humpty Vision, Bad Boy Bill, and I just loved what they were playing. And it was all turntables, and you would hear some scratching and whatnot. And I was always like, dude, I want to get turntables, you know? But I always thought right. it was an expensive thing. Right. So then once I started working in the future, um, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to buy some turntables. And I linked up with the right people. And DJ, I started DJing, you know, I learned the fundamentals. I stuck with that for years and then I moved on to uh, producing music. Mm -hmm. That right. was like the next oh, level. Okay. I, I learned how to produce music. I had friends that were in bands. So, right. so I saw them organically create songs. Right. One of my friend, guitarist, he would like write most of the songs. The drummer would follow him and then the bassist. Sometimes the bassist didn't even know how to come up with his melody. So he would create it for him and... And I started to see all these things. I was I was being exposed to all this. So eventually, when I when I came down to producing, I was like, all right, main fundamentals is going to be. I don't need to stack the, all these tracks in a in, in a song. All I need is drums, um, a, like a, a lead, uh, maybe some vocal samples or something, and a bass line. Right. Keeping it simple. And then from there. Um, I started to learn, um, you know, how to record, how to how to do all these things, and which le later led to um, these gigs that I was starting to now get. So now I'm like looking back, going like I remember being that kid looking at the DJ. Now I'm that DJ right. playing for these crowds. Yeah. Um, but little did I know that all these things, what it was teaching me too, is how to uh, present myself in front of people, how to perform in front of people um you know when when i get to speak how am i going to speak to these people right you know which is what you're doing now yeah you know? and 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 later which led to like you know with the with the podcasting it was like all right well i have the equipment um i have some you know a little bit of experience with this with that and let's just see let's have fun with this let's see where right. it goes right okay all right cool so, but I mean, you, you you did love the music regardless of whether you were doing it or not. You yeah. You had a love for music. Yes, definitely. Okay. All right. So, um, you you were telling me earlier, uh, you tell me a little bit about the previous podcast that you, um, that you were involved with in. Yeah. So this was like around, uh, 2000, I want to say like 12, 13 or so, um, Maybe like mid, mid, you know, and um, there was a group of friends that I was uh, hanging with and we were heavily into uh, comic books and, and I mean, at the time, the nerd fandom. Now it's not even really that, you know, everyone's into this stuff. But at the time, it was still closeted, a bit underground. Right. You know, no one really wanted to walk around wearing a superhero shirt. Yeah. It, it, it would look weird, you know, but right. now, now it's like a normal thing. So... You know, we would read these books, all these all these stories, and and then eventually, 
we we were like so into it we you know we i knew podcasts were around at that time but when i finally found the comic book podcast i was like yo these are cool they're talking about these books i'm just reading right and then i would tell my friends have you have you checked this one out so we started geeking out on these episodes eventually my friend throws the idea out and he says why don't we do our own podcast yeah he's all let's let's do it he's like but the thing is how are we going to do this and then that's when I was like, dude, I got equipment. We could like record. I only right. have, I have one mic though, yeah. but I think we can make it work. So then he had a couple other friends that were very knowledgeable as far as like the history of these characters. And me, myself, I wasn't really too deep compared to these guys, you know? Um, Cause when but, I'm, but the podcast idea yeah. kind of intrigued you. Oh yeah. Yeah. So in the, in the, it's funny in those first episodes, I'm like not even talking. Like I'm just. Right. I basically told them I'll be like your engineer, recording dude. I'll monitor, okay. make sure we're good. But you guys talk. But it didn't turn out that way. Later they were like, dude, you gotta talk. You you gotta you're you're part of this. Right. You know you you gotta like put your two cents in, and it took a while. I was like very shy at the time. I was super shy, mm. as far as like like because I felt like. You know, these guys knew so much. The, the the two guys that we that joined, I really didn't know them, so I felt intimidated. Like, man, these right. dudes know what's up, you know? Right. So, hey, I just, I want to be behind the scenes doing all this stuff. But just them letting me speak, then, it, you know, you start to gain some confidence. Yeah, correct. And, and now, you know, after like your 30th episode, 40th, now you do feel like you're a part of the squad and... and and your opinion does matter. So how how many how many episodes do you guys uh, think you guys did? So the goal, our goal was to reach 50. Yeah. Right? But it's so funny. Like, when we reached episode 48, uh, there was a fallout that happened. Right? And when that fallout happened, it's like I stepped away. So I was no longer the guy recording. Right. But I told them, look, you guys keep doing it. Because everyone kind of just went their own way, right? Right. But I'm like, look, this is a, this is the equipment I'm using or whatever, and and like the new person that stepped in, who wanted to run the whole thing, uh, which was the reason why the fallout or whatever. Right. But he was like, I got it, I got it, you know. Like I I've done recordings before and everything. Yeah. All right, dude, cool. But once those those episodes, like they recorded like 49, um, and then 50. It was like issues, like 49 wasn't recorded properly. It was, everything was like, you could only hear it on, I think on the left side of the mm. ear. It wasn't like both. Right. It wasn't balanced out. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then the 50th, I think got like the episode got lost or something. Some, oh, wow. Something happened. Yeah. So I learned a lot from, from doing that. And, um, and it sucked because I feel like if we could have, if we would have kept it going, it would have progressed into something. Right. Because this was right before this boom that happened with the with when all these marvel movies came out and everything right. because we the whatever podcast that we listened to at the time we saw them blow up when these movies blew up oh this I see. fandom yeah. these guys got catapulted into another category where now they're being invited to do live podcasts that like right these, these shows right yeah and anywhere that i'm like damn they took it to that next level so I was kind of like, you know what? It's all good. You know, you, you definitely have to experience it, learn from it. And maybe in the future, I'll do one, you know? Right. But but I, but at the time, 
during that time, I didn't know that I was right. going to be doing kind that. Kind of interesting, too. You know, I mean, uh, I had no idea that you did that, you know, prior to you telling me today. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I thought, uh, oh, yeah, I decided to do a podcast, you know, and boom, you know, Scale Writers is born. Yeah. But actually, <laughs> you know, in my mind, I'm thinking uh, so things like this don't just boom, okay, it's happening now. You know, it's usually a, a, a gradual evolution of, of things that you've experienced throughout your life and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. you know, what you did, that's why when you told me about the podcast, the previous one, I'm like, oh, okay, no, no it makes sense. You know, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's that's cool. I, I, I like that. So let's, let's, let's move on a little bit. Um, tell me, um, let's talk about scale riders now. Yeah. Uh, which is the main reason why, you know, I want to do this interview with you. Uh, how did you come up with the name? Yeah, so uh, for the name, I remember, you know, um, when when I was thinking about this idea, um, I remember just looking at, because I still felt like I was fairly new. I was like, it was, you know, we we probably hadn't, we'd probably been friends maybe at that time, maybe for some months, not even like mm-hmm. a year yet. Right. But still with everybody, I felt like I kind of met everybody around the same time. Yeah. And I was still meeting more people. So I was trying to see what's in the scene. Right. I was trying to really like dig deep. All right. Like what's going on in the model scene? What is it missing? What's not? So then when I started looking at like magazines, let's say, I started to notice like, oh, these magazines were out back then, but they're gone. They're, right. they're no longer Correct. they're no longer around. What's going on? All right, so this is that's missing. Is there a podcast? No, that's missing. Let me see YouTube. There was YouTube videos, there was content. Right. But it wasn't like consistent. Like maybe there was somebody on fire for a minute just releasing videos, but then it just kinda like the channel had been abandoned for like four years or right. longer, right? Yeah. So I, I started to see all these things. And then I started to notice people that I would talk to on Instagram. They were very, like, very shy about their work. You know, they would right. be like, oh, like, show their picture. But they didn't want to toot, they didn't want to toot their own horn, you know, or, like, blast the, their stuff to everybody. Like, oh, check right. me out, you know, whatever. So I always felt like, man, people need to see that. Like, someone needs to see this guy's work. Like, this is, this is really cool, right? Right. So eventually... Um, all these, I started taking notes and I started to see like, all right, if I do some type of media content, what is it going to be called? Yeah. Um, what what are the common words that are used when it comes to, to car models? So then I started to look at magazines. So there was like scale auto magazine. So they use the word scale and then everyone's like 125th scale, 124 scale. So I noticed the word scale was being used a lot. So when I started doing searches on Google, with the word scale, it would just, tons of things would pop up. Right. So I was like, all right, I want to use that word, right. scale. So then the word writers, uh, I remember coming across like those magazines, motorcycle magazines, easy writers. Right. So I was like, really, I, I really like the way that sounded, easy writers, you know? So eventually I was just like, I needed, I needed like, put two words together you know and and once i came with like scale and then writers at first i thought scale writer without the s right and then i was like no nah, that's just like more like an individual 
I need to make single, it. Single, yeah, single. I, I want this to be like a community. Like I want, I want it to be where everybody is like a part of this. Right. Right. And let's just say if somebody's not part of a club or anything, and they're like a a wonder or how they call a solo writer. Yeah. Then they can be a part of this, right? And then you know, for for like the clubs, everyone uses MCC. Um, uh, for model car club so then i was like what if this was like somehow like like it's a club but it's not so like let's say if it was like scale riders and then mcc people are gonna be like what is that a new club but it's like almost like an right. invite I for think, everybody i think i asked you so, that in your early stages oh is it a, a new club or, or yeah or what yeah yeah so, so then i was starting to think like no this could be like it could stand for model car community you know, yeah, yeah. Like flip, flipping that last instead of club, switching it to community. Right. So now it's like it's an open door for everybody. Right. You know, just like hey, if you want to rep it, go right ahead. You know, like, yeah. like we're all like a camaraderie. Like we're we're all like supporting each other. We're all into this. So then the word scale writers, I was like, dude, I, I really like the way that sounds, and I'm I'm gonna roll with that. Right. You know, but combination of the the word scale and um and then also the um the uh easy writers magazine combination of those okay what one podcast interview question you really love to ask and why yeah oh so every every person who i have on uh definitely for sure like the their origin but it's like i want to know for every person is like i want to know what is it that makes them, you know, fall in love with this, be obsessed over it, you know? Yeah. Like, what, what got you hooked? Or right. how'd you, like, how'd you get exposed to this? Yeah. And, and we go from there. Because I already know that right there, you're just, you're open up, you're opening up this door, you know, that's just going to lead to tons of questions. Right. And, 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 you know, you're going to paint this picture in my head that, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna visually imagine everything you're telling me right now. Right. Okay. All right. So I mean, so basically, you you don't have uh, necessarily a particular formula that you follow um, when you're doing the podcast, or in, in the beginning, I did. Uh-huh. Like I in the beginning, it was more. You know, I mean, I write I write my notes down and I try to follow it. But do more freestyle. But yeah, I felt like the more I was doing it, I felt like okay, I want this to be more natural conversation. You know, like, hey, what's up? How you doing? And they just kind of currently talk about what's going on real quick. And then from there, lead into the uh, to the questions. Okay. Just just so this way the guest feels comfortable, um, you know. And, and I've always liked when I would just, you know, my guests messaging them, like, to let them know, hey, I'm going to call you at this time. And when I call you, we're going to start recording already. So this way it's right. more natural. Because before I did, I wasn't doing that. I would call the guests and we would chat for a little bit and then I'd be like, all right, I'm going to hit record. <laughs> and, uh, right. So I, I would ask them again, like, how you doing? You know? Yeah. I remember, and, the, and remember it, the early ones. That, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's cool, but it feels yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, it, it just feels more natural, you know? Right. right. The other way. Okay. So you, you've, you've done interviews or you've done podcasts with a lot of the big names in the hobby uh guys like Gary Seeds, you know, um David Anthony Garcia, uh, Armando Avila, uh you know the, the 
the big names that that are out there that you know kind of started the hobby as well as a lot of the younger ones that are contributing to the hobby in a positive way um also you've done interviews with uh um uh product uh people that put out a certain product uh, you you've done interviews with certain painters that are not not necessarily are model builders you know but they have a part you know what they do is also a part of it yeah so you you've interviewed a lot of people i mean how many how many episodes have you done as of now and uh the the main question is is there a guest that you would like to interview that you have not interviewed yeah um well as far as like episodes um right now the 125th just got released I mean, by the time you hear, everyone hears this one, who knows what right. number it's going to be at. But we're up to 125 right now, plus like nine bonus okay. episodes. As far as like people who I would love to interview, um, on the top of the list, I would have to say uh, Mr. Mike Pickle. Okay. And I'll tell you this. And one time, I mean, I, I got in contact with him. You know, we, we got in contact, gave him a phone call. And I mean, we were on the phone for like maybe a few hours. Yeah. That in my head, I was like, dude, this should have been the podcast. Been. Right, right. But what happened was out of respect, you know, he, do- he doesn't know me. Yeah. And, and it's like he kind of wanted to know um, like what, I'm, what I was about or, or what this thing is, you know. And, you know, just, just so this way we get to know each other more and feel comfortable. But the thing was, it's like this conversation, like we just like hit it off. And I was very intrigued by the stuff he was telling me, right. his stories, that I was so excited, like, dude, this is going to be dope, you know, right. once we do it. And I remember, like, wanting to tell him, like, yo, like, let's just do it right now, right now. You know, we got yeah. time right now. And and he, but it was funny because he would say, oh, I only got a little bit of time. I, I, it's because I got to do something. But that little something, it's almost like it got forgotten. It yeah. became like almost three hours. And I was like, dude, this he, guy's. He's really cool people. I was like, this I've guy's. I've met him a few times. Yeah. yeah. And and then later we started to schedule it. But the schedule started to like not happen. It started to change. So that was always like a tough one. And we, we kept trying for like a month. Yeah. And it was just tough. And finally, like, it, it didn't happen, you know. But he's one that I definitely still. I still, even though it, it 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 didn't happen, but I still have him at the top of the list right. of artists that I want to interview to have on the show. There's other there's other people that I have on this right. list as well. That's your that's your number one. Yes, yeah, okay. he he he's one of one of the individuals that I definitely right. would love to have right. on. So, speaking of of guests, because um, there's a lot of them. You're on number one twenty-five. I know you've done doubles, you know, with certain individuals. You redo them and stuff like that. Um, there's certain certain builders or certain people that were on the podcast that are like you haven't seen in years or you don't even know them. How did how did you contact or how did you get in touch with these individuals? Mm-hmm. You know, I know <laughs> some of them are contacts that you had. Like I know you you took a painting class, you know. Yeah. Um, so you got to meet, you know, the the people from uh, the the tape company FB. Yeah. 
like FBS, uh, FBS tape. Yeah. tape. You know, you met a few other people up from up north. Uh, you know, so you, you kind of, you know, you, you, you've been doing different things. I, I can see how you meet certain people. So is, is that really the only source that you um, have basically used or been able to contact people or find out where they're at and get a hold of them? Like mm -hmm. Bear Garcia. Yeah. Uh, nobody's heard from him in, what, <laughs> 30 years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that one, um, I mean, the meeting people in person definitely... Right. I feel like that's one of the key ones. Yeah. That's great. Um and and it feel and I feel like it's easier because you you're interacting with them, you you see them in person and you're able to explain what is it that you do right. and, and the purpose of the podcast. So there's a little bit more there's like more trust and like all right, I'm down. Let's do it, right? Right. Um but there's also, you know, people like you said, you know, people haven't heard from them in years. And and that's kind of the like the 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 drive the mission of like where are they now what are they doing now right or, you know can we get a hold of them and I mean I like I see these names I read them and I hear people talk about them but then that's once I start asking questions and I would say like Armando has helped a lot with that like I I would ask him like like hey um do you have Bear Garcia's contact info, or do you know where I can reach him, uh -huh. or, or or what happened to him at the end? Yeah, last time you saw him, or you know, so it's almost like an investigation, let's say. Right. And then next thing you know, I go, oh, like, he's on Instagram. You know, he's, oh, he's pretty. I, I had no idea. He's on there. He, he's posting stuff. His recent right. post was maybe like a week ago. So I'm like, cool. So I remember, like, um he uh i started i just sent him a message like hey what's up man and you know introduced myself started talking to him there and then he was like yeah like i'm down to do right. it but he was like but how are we gonna do it and right. i told him well i'll, I'll call you through facebook because i figured it's an international thing he's in like abu dhabi yeah then he's like oh they don't use facebook here like it's like oh, like no. banned or whatever like yeah. they just don't use it and i'm like all right well how about whatsapp and it was kind of like like we can but i think we needed like a calling card type uh -huh. thing and and he was just like you know he was still kind of like i don't know how we're gonna do it so then I, I just remember he gave me his phone number and for my phone i just said you know what? i'm just gonna dial it let's see what happens <laughs> right yeah so i call him he answers he's like hello and then the thing hangs up so right. i'm like dang so i guess he went and he bought a calling a calling card yeah. or whatever. He came back, calls me, and he's in his shop, like working or he was doing something, or he was on his way and we started doing the whole interview and then when it would cut there was times where it cut out. Right. I remember at but, the end of that yeah, interview dude, the, it seemed like all of a sudden it like bam it just shut down. Dude, yeah. The the card ran out. Oh and I, I didn't and I didn't yeah. I didn't even know yet he was he was buying he I think he went and he was like Cause he t he messaged me. He's like, "Yo, the the card right now, my like, what card?" And I was thinking, "Dude, like this, who's spending money? Like, oh my god, it's probably exp I don't right. know how much they cost." Right. And he was just like, "Oh, don't worry about it. I'll get another one." And then I was yeah. like, "Dude, like, like I felt bad, you know?" Yeah. But it was it was cool, like, like talking to him, you know, right. and that so that was a learning. That was like a learning experience right. within its own, but. I thought it was super awesome that he was like so down to do it. Um, an another person who I was like, I would say 
uh, pretty like nervous too to interview would be David Anthony Garcia. Yeah. Because I remember, um, you know, you see the the work of his in these books, and then everybody loves his work, praises his work, yeah. and everything. But he, but at the time, to me, he was a bit mysterious uh-huh. because he had his Instagram and whatever he showed us on Instagram, you know, that that's like that's like him giving us uh, a glimpse at, at his life, right? Yeah, like correct. With pinstriping, painting cars, all these things, right? Right. So um, during that time, he wasn't like as active as he is right now, like posting, right? So I was always like, man, like, um, like. I want to meet him, but and I want to interview him. You know, he's he's a very important person. She gave me a holler, man. Ter- but yeah, but I, I but I was very like, you know, how's this gonna happen? Or maybe yeah. right now is not the right time. Right. You know, I I respect people's privacy. You know, I don't I don't want to be bothering him. Right. And and so I just waited and and waited and and it's just like, it's it's crazy. Like finally, when you know we we got in contact and. And I had his number, and I was kind of like, "Man, I, I don't even know what his like really what his voice sounds like." Or right. I was I was just gonna. I already had all my questions and everything, so I was set with that. But it was just that initial like, "All right, I'm gonna hit call right now," you know. Right. And then like I call him, and he's telling before we even start recording, you know, and and he's telling me, "Dude, I'm nervous." Like. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, dude, don't even trip. Like, and in my head, I'm going like, fuck, I'm nervous too, you know. Like, like we're uh, good. Just, we're 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 on the it's same. Just like doing this right now, I was kind of nervous about asking you questions because this is your podcast, <laughs> it's not my podcast. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's yours. And I'm like, oh shoot, what if I don't know how to read? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, it, it was kind of like, are right, you ready? All right, dude. Like, yeah. kind of like we're gonna do this together, dude. All right, cool. Hit record. We get started. And this is where I have so much respect for David because. And and I never said this on any podcast. It, it's only like between me and him, but it was so crazy that he's telling me we started the podcast. He's telling me his story and everything. I'm I'm, I'm right. just questions after questions after questions, right? And I don't know. We might have been like forty minutes deep into it. Yeah, my computer freezes. Oh no! It just freezes, yeah. and I'm like, and he doesn't even know it, right? He keeps he's still telling me story, and I'm like hitting the laptop, I'm moving the mouse. I'm like, oh my god! Like the last time that happened was years ago in a gig, yeah. You know where the computer like froze and I had to restart it. Yeah. So I was like scared, and then I I I, I mean the thing stopped and I told him, hey David, uh, like hold on, dude, my computer's tripping, and then he's like, all right, all right. So then. And I was, like, so embarrassed to tell him, like, dude, I got to restart the computer. Right. And then he's like, oh, no, no worries. You know, and he was really nice. And I, and I felt so bad, you know, and I was thinking, like, oh, I hope he doesn't feel like like I'm trying to do something bad or, or sabotage or right. something, right? Oh, man. And, dude, I was, I was sweating. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God, I restarted hoping that because this program, a lot of the times it keeps, it saves whatever. Right. Like, it doesn't lose the data, right? Right. Dude, it lost the data. Oh, man. It lost it. Yeah, it completely started over there. And I tell him, dude, yeah. I told him, you're not going to believe this. Yeah. But, and this is the first time this happens to me, you know, he's like, but the the thing froze. I had to restart it and it, the recording's not there. Yeah. And then I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, and it was, it was already like night. It was like 10 or 11 at night. It was late. 
He's he's a night owl. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, it, are you cool with? Can we start over? Yeah. And do you have time? And if not, we can probably do it another day. Like I'm very sorry, dude. And he was like, no, we could we could do it again. And that's when I was like, oh my god, this guy's so solid. He's so cool. Right. That he's so down to do it again. So I told him, all right, dude, let's do it again from the top. And we went for it. And it was like, it was cool. Very natural, you know. Even though even though now he's telling me, like, stuff he's already, like, told me. You know, I'm hearing it. But it's it was still, like, cool. And he, he um, we went ahead and we did it. And it was, it was like, once it was done. Right. You know, how I made triple check made sure that this thing was like recorded and saved like right. so many i saved so many copies after yeah. i was like i don't want to lose this recording <laughs> you know and then finally i was just like really happy yeah once it was out yeah um so you you you've done podcasts with people from australia from japan um the netherlands jeveries you know uh uh, all over the world, pretty much. I mean, you know, not every country. You know, I think you did one from somebody from South Africa yes. uh -huh. as well. Yeah, Alexander. Yeah. Um, how does that feel? I mean, you know, how, you know, it's really an accomplishment. You know, I mean, to be able to uh, do a podcast locally is one thing. You know, you can get a hold of people locally. It's easier for you. Yeah. And stuff, but you know, you're extending yourself outside of this country, you know, uh, different countries throughout the world, you know, how, how does that feel? It feels good. You know, I, I, I wish I could do it more just because I know there's a lot of individuals that are still out there around the world right. that, you know, are friends with us on Instagram, uh, and are, are, as much as we're influenced by them, they're, they're influenced too. looking from the outside over here at what we're doing. Like for them to see that we're hanging out, that we're able, we're, we're lucky enough to be at, in the same room at a show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for them, it's like, man, I'm probably the only person in my town. I'm more like by myself. But every time I log into the phone or, or I listen to the podcast, it's like I feel connected. Yeah. Right. So for me, it was more like, yo, these guys are they're they're artists too. They're they're talented, and they have a story too. too yeah. Correct. Too. You know, I, I want to definitely take the time to interview. So just having them on and, and everything, it's just, it feels great. It feels awesome. Yeah. You know, it, um, it's just something that, that, you know, I won't forget, you know, I'll, I'll always cherish the, those conversations. Right. With right. those guests too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, like I've talked to you about it before. Sometimes I listen to your podcast like two, three times, you know, it's just to, you know, there's something you might have missed, you know. So for me as a listener, you know, and I'm sure many people, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go back and listen to it again, you know. And, yeah. <laughs> and now it's easier. You can just, you know, you, you have more storage space, obviously, so you still have all the podcasts on. Yeah. You know, I listen to, I, I mean, to, to, for me to pick my favorite one, it's impossible because there's there's a lot of good ones. You know? like, <laughs> you know, oh, thanks. One of them that I really enjoyed that, that I do remember, uh, uh, Dave DeBacca. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Teen Angel, yeah. yeah. Uh, in that, was one, that was that was. I listened to that one a few times. That's um, cool. There's a few other ones, you know. So, anyway, um, what what is the one thing that your podcast did for the model community that you did not expect? Yeah, um, I you know when from doing the podcast, I would say. 
you know, I get, I get messages from from listeners and friends who um, who've told me that they've been inspired to continue building. Some of them have said like, I got to a point where I kind of wanted to stop type mm. thing, and right. and now it's like like it's it's motivating me to continue going, and at the same time, it's like. Um, they've told me like, Hey, you know, you've turned me on to this person and this person. Right. I don't even know, you know, and th just things like that. Like the, the, I would say the inspiration mm. thing, motivation right. thing is like a, a very, um, like me hearing that I'm just like very grateful, blown away. Right. But at the same time, I feel like, man, like the, there's something good here right. coming out of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. You know, um, I, I, I've experienced the same thing, you know, uh, different people, um, since I started listening to, to scale riders, uh, that I've connected through scale riders, either through, you know, listening to it or, you know, you see a bunch of different people. You, you know, I'm like you, you know, when I go on there, I don't just scroll through and not look or read, mm -hmm. I'll read whatever and I'll click on somebody's name. I'm like, oh, this guy lives over here. You know, he's a, so it, it, in a way, like to use your words, it kind of connects the dots to different people. Yeah. You know, so this is what you're doing and you're doing it with your interviewer and then it leads to this person and this person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's kind of a cool metaphor. You know, it does, you know, uh, you know, kind of connect people in certain ways, you know. Yeah. Kind of like doing a dot-to-dot -dot puzzle or something. No, like yeah, that. dude, it, it's yeah. a, it is a trip. Except like, it's going like this. It's, it's everywhere. <laughs> all over the place. It's all over. But oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool, you know. So, okay, that's, that's, that was good. So, the, um, tell us, tell us a little bit about your Scale Riders YouTube channel. Yeah, so the um, the YouTube channel, I like that platform because I feel like um, it's very free as far as like expressions of what content I want to put out. So it can be either a tutorial video where um, you know whatever there was a you know there's there's things that we always go on YouTube right. We want to learn right. We wanna we want to know something. And not, not everything's out there. There is a lot of info, but there are certain videos that are not available. And I felt like, you know what? I'm going to create those videos that are not available. Right. So this way, you get answer those questions um, that we carry on. And at the same time, from doing that, um, I started later to incorporate, oh, how about we um, do some, like, magazine previews, mm -hmm. reviews, showing people, like, what's out there, hopefully... This motivates someone to actually go out and buy that magazine. Right. You know, someone who maybe wasn't aware, but this is spreading the word that there right. is this available. Uh, the same with, like, product reviews with tools. Um, you know, just showing I, people. I like that, too. People know, like, hey, these are uh, some new products that I just purchased. And, um, you know, this is the what they're for, what they're meant yeah, for, correct. or what you can use them for. And, um, you know, we might want to give them a try or I've been using them for X amount of time and, and just, just, you know, the same promoting these companies. Right. Um, th this way, you know, more people get involved and, and try it out because the way I look at it is like, you know, there's a lot of people that want to build model cars. You know, they, they look at somebody's beautiful work and, and they, they want to build something like that. Right. But if, if we don't help them give them the, that information and tell them what tools to get, 
they are not going to ever get to that level, which it leads to at some point they give up. Right. Like, they're just like, oh, I'm done with it, you know? It's almost like what we were talking about earlier about the camera, you know? Like, right. the you know, a person buys a camera, they can't figure it out, they put it back in the box, and then they sell and it. And they're done with it, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I, I quit. If somebody would have told this person how to use this camera, or if they would have gone out of their way and really researched how to use this camera, right? who, who knows? They might have been uh, a photographer doing these really beautiful shots right. at some point. So I always feel like, you know, every, every, someone has an artistry, you know. Right. And, and I always look at the, the arts as like uh, superpowers, you know. Mm. Um, some people can fly. Some people could shoot fire. Some people can, you know, right. they're invincible. And it's the same. Like, you know, each one of us builds a motor car, but we have like a superpower in a certain thing, whether it's like hinging, interiors. Right, correct. You know, yeah. clear coating. Like, it's, it's always a superpower. And sometimes... If you assemble a team, which is like a, a club, and and you, and you have all these superheroes who have all these different specialties, it comes together, and then at some point you say, "Hey, how about we build a, build a model car?" And we, we use. Let's take our time to finally put each person's specialty into this car. When this car right. is done, this is the car that represents our club, right. and this is something that we either showcase it at shows or we keep it in the mantle in the house. Right. I don't know. It's yeah. just something like that. Yeah. But. No, no, it makes sense. You know, um, I do like the fact that you do research. You know, that does help out. You know, uh, I mean, most old school guys, you know, like myself, you know, I mean, I, I got certain tools that I've, I told you before uh, I've had for years and years and years. But, you know, listening to it and watching the videos and stuff, it it does open your eyes to possibly try something else, you know, to see yeah. if that's going to work. I mean, it may not work for you, but mm -hmm. at least, you know, being part of the the, the scale riders, um, you doing that will help somebody else uh, advance in their skills, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, in painting or, or, you know, product, you know, buying and stuff like that, you know. So yeah. that, that's a that's a good thing, you know, for sure. Um What what was the most important thing you've learned about your podcast? Um, um I would say the uh, like the speaking, you know, having conversations with my guests. Uh -huh. I learned a lot from that because the first episodes compared to the the new the latest ones, you're a little bit more fluid now. Yeah, yeah, they're very different. Um, those first ones are very cringy like a lot of repetitive words you yeah, know yeah and and to the point where i'm like man i should have gone to school for that or something i mean yeah. i did take a speech class but it was very limited you know but um now it's it's almost one of those things where you know i feel very comfortable um where you know want to i want to be able like if i had opportunities to do more things with this like I'm down, you know, right. if you need some type of like, you know, a recording speaker, whatever, like yeah. I'm down, I'm down to do it. Yeah. You know, um, w one thing too is, you know, like in the past, like the, when you have like your, your Christmas parties, like the club yeah. parties and stuff, I've always admired when you, you give your speech. Right. Uh, -huh. and because doing things like that, talking to everybody, it's not very easy. Not a lot of people do that. Right. It's very right. hard. 
Um, and a lot of those things are, are things where like, even for myself, I want to be able to be like that. You know, mm -hmm. my father is like that. He's a good speaker. Like he could, he could stand in front of crowds and talk to them right. and stuff. Um, if like, there's been chances where we've been at a party or somewhere and, and it's like, it's the moment where, Hey, we need to talk about this individual real quick. Or, you know, whether if it is like a birthday party or somebody's funeral, you know how they say, hey, if somebody wants to talk and say something. Right. And a lot of times no one goes up. Everyone kind of just like grieves or they sit down because yeah. it's hard. And I have always noticed my dad would be like, all right, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna go say something, you know? Right. Right. And, and I would always like be influenced by like, man, like I need that courage, you know? Right. And then you do the same. I'm like, man, I need that courage. Yeah. So it gets to this point where I'm like, all right, I want to, I want to be able to do that. Um, so I feel like th the interactions with these conversations I'm having, whether it's in person or on the phone, yeah, um, it's helping me build my, like my vocabulary, train the thought. So this way, when that chance comes to be on stage, let's say, or wherever in front of, I don't know, 10, 50, hundred people, whatever, I'm not like, like I'm there, you know? Right. I'm not scared. I'm not tripping out. Like oh, I'm gonna mess up. Like, yeah, it's 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 hard. It, yeah, you know, I mean, or like it, I black out. Me, what did I say? For, for me, it's a uh, it was a learned thing. You know, when I was younger, I wasn't able to speak in front of people. It was well, I could, but it was I, I would be like, oh, okay, I'm done. All right, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But you know, it just kind of uh, for me, it was more of uh, being comfortable with myself. You know, and yeah. being confident in um what i'm saying to the people that i'm speaking to you know uh i mean you possess that too you know with the scale riders and i and and like you said from from the beginning it was a little bit kind of sketchy for you you know but mm -hmm. <laughs> as you progressed you know you 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 became a little bit more more fluid with your speaking um you know and then in the future i'm sure that it'll get even better yeah uh, you know for you you know that's just just you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. Even talking right now with you on the podcast, I'm still <laughs> thinking, man, am I saying the same thing over and over again, or what? <laughs> yeah, you know. But uh, you can always edit it out, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's cool, you know. Um, let me just—I'm uh, gonna skip a couple of questions here. Um, what I do want to know. A uh, couple other things is what 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 is what was or is what was the best compliment that you ever received about the podcast? Mm -hmm. Um, one of the the best is um, you know, it's like, man, there, it, it's hard to just choose one because, you know, like I said earlier, just people getting inspired. But I'd say just even even the people that say you you got me back into it. Right. There's people that told me that, like, like I used to do it back then and I stopped. And now it's like, I'm back in it and I'm loving it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, man, I, I just feel like there, there's a lot. But I would say that the inspiration and motivation mm -hmm. it, it are, like, the, the biggest things, like, that. That it's, like, that's my, like, the drive of why I, why I keep doing it, you right. know? Um, that I'm I'm just, like, dude, like. You know, I I don't want people to stop. Like I want this to keep keep, keep going. going and going right. and and just to see where it goes because um this has to be a happy thing, you know? Right. Um 
It um I mean I think most people have seen, you know, what you've done so far as a as a positive and happy thing, you know. So you're on the right track. You're definitely, you know, uh headed where you need to be, you know. That's my opinion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um couple more here. I'm going to ask uh, any future goals. What are your future goals for Scale Rider brand? Yeah, I mean or the, something that you're willing to share. I know you don't want to Mm-hmm. Kind of well, let, the, let the cat out of the bag. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, <laughs> I know, I know. No, I mean, um, you know, the definitely I want to have the the podcast avenue for sure. Yeah. But I want to get more involved with filming. Uh, want to be able to document more with film. Um, interact more with future and past guests that I've had. Oh, okay. Take it on the road type thing. You know, I, I want to be able to do. Um, things like that you know maybe in the future i definitely would like like to collaborate with like a company you know whether it's a product for for scale modeling or yeah. or even a clothing brand or something where it's like a collaboration you know mm. um but th- those are plans for like later because i still feel like i need to do more homework i, I still need to right. um you know um let time pass and, and organically build the brand more right and more from there you know okay cool um what do your parents think about what you do yeah you know my parents they they're happy they're they're, they're like proud with the things that i do yeah. like they never question like like why are you doing that <laughs> or you know, isn't that a waste of time or, right. or what's the point of that? They've never questioned in anything that I've done. So they're pretty supportive. Yes. Yeah. Like they, they've always let me just do whatever I want to do from even from a kid, you know, like right. anything I wanted to get into, you know, even like skateboarding, riding bikes, jumping ramps, like things that they knew, like, all right, this kid can probably fall. But yeah. you know what? He's loving this stuff and it's cool. And, and even right. with the car model stuff, just. They get the same reaction, you know, like any other person would get when you show them a model car. Right. Or they see other people's work in photos and they're like blown away. Like, wow, look at that. Yeah. You know? So they're very, uh, very supportive of that. And pretty much just everything that I, uh, that I present to them, that I tell them like, hey, like this is what I'm doing right yeah. now. This is what I'm into. You know, they, um, they like to see it and, and, and. It feels great to have that support. Right, right. That's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, having the support from your family, friends, and stuff like that, you know, it it does drive you to do, you know, more for it. You know, just, yeah. just like with Dedicated Magazine, you know, I got support from my family. You yeah. Know, it's, it, and, it's trying. And that's yeah. another thing, too, why, why I also, like, um, I try to keep everything, like, I, I one thing is, I'm really good at filtering like uh, bad words, you mm-hmm. know, because even from the beginning, I was like, all right, anything goes on a podcast. You can say whatever you want. Right. That, that's all good as far as, you know, but I was like, I don't really want to be dropping F-bombs or whatever, yeah. because yeah. what if my mom sees this? Right. What if my cousin sees like little kids see right. this, you, you know, you or presentable? Yeah. And then I think, all right, what if my listener is like I want them to feel comfortable enough that they're gonna play this maybe in the garage or in the house while they're doing something. Yeah. And their kids are there too, that they don't gotta worry about. Oh man, like you know something, like whatever, right? Right. So 
I uh, there's all those like little things I, right. I I try, but at the same time it helps me because it helps me like uh, filter. Not not that even when I'm in the street like speaking like I'm saying so much profanity, yeah. but it's just it, it's kind of cool to be able to like turn it on and off like that switch. Right. So yeah. that this way like in in like a future thing, whatever I'm doing in the future, if if I'm being recorded or whatever on the record. I don't have to worry about that, that right. I might slip oh, up. Yeah, and say yeah, no yeah for sure. <laughs> okay, well, you know, um, I, I would just like to, you know, thank you for allowing me to do this for Dedicated Magazine. Um, I, Myself, David, and George, you know, and the staff from the magazine, um, you know, we totally appreciate what you do, you know. Uh, we think it's always been... Um, one of the most positive things out there, and that's that's what dedicated magazine. We're dedicated to the hobby. We want to keep it a positive thing, not a negative. Uh, and we just felt that um, it was time for you to to have that spotlight, you know, and to be able to um, you know get more people out there to say, hey, you know, this, this is what I do. This is like I said, you know, it's a story beat the the man behind the mic. You know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't necessarily know you except for what you ask other people but nobody asks you questions true you know so i'm kind of, <laughs> i'm honored to be able to ask you some stuff you know ask you some questions about how you got to this point in your in your career um no, thank you i'm honored as well and humbled you know for yeah. this opportunity uh very happy and um yeah i mean you guys are killing it doing a great job i'm, mm. I'm very happy um and and it's going to be cool i feel like for me, you know, for a while, I'm going to, I'm going to take, you know, I was telling you, I'm going to take like the back seat. I'm going to chill for a while. Right. But it's right. going to be cool because, you know, you guys are carrying the torch. You mm -hmm. guys, you know, are, are positive and, and role models right. that, you know, I know just from seeing, you know, the, the work people are going to be doing, the features that are going to come yeah. out on the future magazines, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We want to try to keep on pushing it forward, you know, and stuff. And, uh, you know, whether you realize it or not, what you do has helped us, Dedicated Magazine, uh, myself and David. Uh, it it keeps us in contact with the people that, you know, because you find people like that. I never heard of this person. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to start looking for it, you know. But yeah. that is very much appreciated because it not only helps yourself, it helps us, you know, to progress forward. Mm. Um, and that's what we, you know we need to do you know to keep a positive attitude for the hobby mm -hmm. uh and for each other you know yeah i mean you know it, it, it's all about you know being friends and you know supporting the hobby that we love yeah so last thing i like i said i just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for allowing us to do this for you uh, uh you know do the podcast and one last question um, what is the best advice for the model community uh, to to make it better? What, yeah. What is your best advice? What would you say to your your listeners to do or to make it better? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I would like to say definitely use your time wisely. Um, you know, whether it's like an hour, two hours. Uh, whatever time you have, um, take that time to do your research. Uh, 
And when you're working on your car, if you come across any questions, don't be shy. Ask uh, people that you admire, people you look up to, or, or even your club members. And by doing so, also don't get caught up in any type of drama. Uh, drama will always be there if you invite it, you know. Correct, it, yeah. It's always going to be there. But if you, um, you know, it's like when they say, you know, whatever you don't like, change the channel or turn off the TV. Mm. So, you know, you, you just ignore it and and you you go towards uh, the positive side, you know. Yeah. And, and don't waste your time because getting caught up with that is definitely going to put a dent into your thought process or even wanting to do it, you know? Right. So right. it's just, just focus. And at the same time, you know, surround yourself uh, by positive people, Yeah. you know, and, um, and be patient. Patience is like a big thing, you know, um, sometimes it will take a year or a couple of years, you know, or it could take months depending um, like who you meet really like who who you're hanging around with mm. or, or or asking the the right questions uh researching for sure you yeah. know and um and yeah you got to you got to try everything out you know you got to if if you buy a tool and and you just to cut a particular thing you might want to buy a secondary one different brand or a third yeah. and just try them out you'll see which one you really like what you like yeah yeah and those other ones i mean yeah you can sell them but it's always nice if you bless them with it. You just give it right. to to a fellow car model builder, you right. know. And because a lot of the times too, them getting a gift like a tool, um, they're gonna do the same in the future at some right. point. They're kind gonna paint it forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. But yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and congratulations on the the baby coming. Oh, thank you, know, dude. So. Heck yeah, thanks. But can't thank wait. Thank you from from Dedicated Magazine. Yeah. No, thank you, Willie. All right, guys. So this is uh, 65 Lokes checking out with Willie Ramirez Jr., Dedicated Magazine. I hope you guys enjoyed. Peace.